Here we are now. With some more words to share. Today, I'd like to talk about the sketchy chicken syndrome. Probably you've heard of this, maybe by a different name. But I'm sure you know, at least in some regard, what the sketchy chicken syndrome is. And I'd like to discuss it. And why? Well, because for the same reason we discuss anything, is that it hits close to home. It's relevant. It's a hot topic. It's something that you really must be aware of. And when I say you, of course, I mean me. I think if you've been listening long enough, you understand that about what's happening here now with these words, with these conversations. So, to put it another way, I'm telling you about this because I need to know about it. I need to hear about it. I need to really bring myself back to it, back to some sort of awareness of it. And how that helps is a little bit mysterious on this particular subject. Sometimes we have techniques. Sometimes we have methods. Sometimes we have processes. And in those, they're generally quite straightforward. You just do the instructions, you follow the instructions, and you get the result, right? Do X and Y and Z will follow. But with this one, it's a little bit different. With the sketchy chicken syndrome, it's it's a tricky one. It's It's one of those things that sits within the field of relativity. It sits somewhere sort of within our awareness, within awareness. And it's like the air. You don't notice that it's there. You don't notice that you're in it when you're in it. And it's quite tricky to put your finger on it. It's quite elusive in so many ways. And it's also scalable. So not only is it so elusive and, in another way, encapsulating, which makes it so hard to identify, but it's also relative. It's also in this sort of scale, which it's sort of like there are different degrees of it wherever it comes from. And however it is for you at a certain time, there are certain, there are certain, I want to say levels, but levels isn't the right word. There's certain, there's certain amounts of how intense it is for you. We can put it that way. And that's a bit tricky because what intensity is for you is relative to the range of experiences that you have on a day-by-day basis. So, let me let let me give you the image of where this phrase sketchy chicken syndrome comes from. A few years ago now, 
quite a quite a few years ago now, a friend of mine was in this house, rent, renting this house, or maybe house sitting, or maybe it was his parents' house. And I would go and visit, and we'd play music together. And he had chickens there. And the chickens, well, they went sketchy. And we don't know the reason. We couldn't work out how. Because we were feeding them properly. They had the shelter that they needed. They had the kind of care that they should have had, like by all the textbook reasons, by all the by all the knowledge that we could muster, they should have been fine, right? Now, we did find out that there was a problem with foxes in the area, so some of them actually did go missing. And one of the chickens ended up sketching out and going mad. And it ended up sitting on the windowsill, looking into the house, and just tapping on the window. And it it might have been a disease. It might have been something in the water. It might have been something in the food. It might have been that it was petrified, that it was going to get eaten by a fox. We don't know. And we're not farm experts. We're not animal experts. So maybe it's on our part that we didn't know well enough how to take care of it. That granted. But the image, the image always stayed with me of that chicken sitting on the windowsill because it would peck on that window, tap just a few times, and then it would look over its shoulder and look sideways and then tap again and then take a few steps towards the window and which, of course, would just bump itself into the glass and it would tap again and look sideways And every couple of seconds, it was tapping, looking sideways, tapping again, taking a few steps, looking around, taking a few steps, tapping. And that's the sketchy chicken. That's sketchy chicken syndrome. And this is so personal. This is so important to understand. It is that we have the sketchy chicken syndrome. That is the perfect image of our condition. It's the perfect image of what life is like. (laughs) At least not all the time, right? Some of the time, right? That's a bit of a stretch if we want to go into how we generalize about our condition, but let's not go that far. Let's not zoom out too far. Let's keep this conversation with what we're dealing with, which is this image of the chicken just being completely distracted, agitated, and unable to see what's going on around it because it's so sketchy. And this this is something that hits home. This is something that's so personal for me. It's something that Quite frankly, I've really struggled with. It's really been hard. And I'm saying it particularly today for this reason. I'm saying it particularly right now. Like I am, I am, I am that chicken right now. In this very moment, the very words that I'm saying 
are perfectly akin to those little taps on the glass, the little sketchy sideways looks that that chicken does. And the problem is that, first of all, it's not a very good condition to be in. And second of all, it it detracts and distracts from alternate modes of being. When you are the sketchy chicken, you are not something else. Now, to say a little bit about what it's like for me to be the sketchy chicken. Well, I can't sit still. My hands are shaking. I have no clear thoughts. My thoughts happen quickly. I can't make decisions. I don't know what I'm doing, even on a micro scale, on a tiny, microscopic, immediate scale. I can't make decisions. Should I stand up or sit down? Should I go to the bathroom or should I not? Should I wash my hands or not? Should I have lunch or should I not? Should I do some work or should I listen to some music? Should I go for a drive? Should I go for a swim? Should I do some meditation? Should I read something? No, I won't do that. I'll do this. No, I really need to do this. Ah, but I feel like doing this. And that's exactly what it's like. I cannot sit still. I simply cannot sit still. Now, as for the cause, as for why I am like this, for me it's quite clear, or at least one of the reasons is quite clear, and that is that I drank a coffee. Caffeine has this effect on me. Now, of course, there are things that I like about coffee. There is something that I have enjoyed in it. And it's a slippery slope, it's a tricky tangle to be getting into chemical addictions and understanding their own mechanics when you are the very own thing that it's having it done to you. But coffee has that effect. Coffee is the cause of sketchy chicken syndrome. Another cause would be excessive internet use. So much of the internet So many platforms, which I don't need to name individually, are designed and constructed in such a way to gratify your attention span as quickly as possible, as fast as possible. And this is a kind of withering away of your attention span. It's a withering away of your ability to concentrate on something to focus on something, to hold something constantly within your awareness, within your field of what's happening to you. And when that has eroded, things become, well, they become sketchy. They become rapid fire. They become like the chicken sitting on the windowsill who's tapping his beak against the glass. And this is with messaging, it's with emails, it's with social media, it's with video, it's with articles, it's with news cycles, it's with information, it's with even with the educational courses, you see it in that, it's with entertainment, it's with clips, it's with memes, 
It's with social commentary. It's with all sorts of things. There really is so much of it on the internet that is poised in that way. So those are just two things that cause this sketchy chicken syndrome. There are two reasons why this comes about. And it really is uncomfortable. It really is painful. And the main thing for me, I mean, I can really only talk for myself, the main thing that hurts about it is that it distracts from doing the things that are important. It distracts from the things that are meaningful. It distracts from doing the work that will lead to things that are the real juice of life. It, it distracts from, detracts from, the things you have to do to really improve yourself in a way that is juicy. I can't think of any other word. It's just the juice of life. It's the zest for life. It's the things that really have significance, the things that you do, that you work on, that really, really open up something which is just the polar opposite of quick little flicks in the mind, little sketchy thoughts, little sketchy behaviors, those agitated movements. It's really the opposite of that, which is what we're trying to get at on a day-to-day basis, really. Now, to say a little bit about the things that it distracts from as ways of being. So we can look at this as things that you do to lead to better ways of being, but then there's also just the ways of being unto itself, right? So if we've got working on something for the purposes of fulfillment, then that's work and action and doing. But then there's also the the being, the actual phenomenon itself. And sketchy chicken syndrome excludes so many modes of being, such as being clear, being calm, being grounded, being silent, being deep, being receptive and perceptive, being aware of subtlety, being open and being relaxed. These are qualities which really just form a beautiful base for how the rest of your day can unfold. The things that happen within the day are very different when you have these modes of being in your background. If you have, if you have them as your base, whatever happens in the day, whatever comes up, whatever actions you're doing, whatever project you're working on, 
they feel quite different. Think of it this way. You can do your work, right? And that's the action. But your mode of being dictates the quality of the phenomenon of what it's like for you to do that work. Because you can do your work as a sketchy chicken, right? Some people actually do that. They pep themselves up on coffee, and that's how they're getting their work done. They need the coffee to get the work done, right? That's the kind of rationale that goes into it. I have to have coffee so that I have the energy to get through the work. Well, actually, I would wager that the work is just one component of the phenomenon which you're experiencing. And it can be done with multiple modes of being, in multiple ways, with a different background. Think of it like you can do your work in silence. You can do your work with openness. You can do your work while being grounded and being receptive and perceptive. You can do your work while being relaxed. And this is so hard to swallow. This is so, it's so easy to say and so hard to really understand the significance of it. Because how we do our work, or whatever it is that we're doing, seems like it can only be done that way. It can only be, it can only happen if we do it the way that we've always done it. And furthermore, to actually realize this, say, say, I, say I convince you, right? Say you say, okay, Dosta, you convince me, how do I do it? Well, then there's when the real rub comes up, right? There's when the real trick happens because to actually be able to do the things that you want to do with the modes of being that are required for you to really even do them takes a kind of work. It takes a kind of practice. It takes a kind of burning off of the old ways of doing things. To quit coffee, you need to have a phase. You need to go through the withdrawals. You have to wean yourself off it. You need to deal with the cravings. You need to deal with the habit. You need to deal with how it's affected you and change all that around. And that's just one example, right? Because the same thing goes for the sketchy chicken syndrome. No matter which way it's being formed or created or perpetuated within you. So those are a few thoughts on the sketchy chicken syndrome. And another thing which I'll add, which I've said many times before, but needs to be said again, is that it's quite difficult to appreciate how far out a different mode of being is. How qualitatively different it is. It's almost like being a different person. And part of me now is thinking, well, we can become attached to the kind of person that we are. 
We can become attached to the phenomenons that occur within us on a day-by-day basis. And that's really the root of addiction, right? Because we're comfortable with the feelings that we have because of the things that we are addicted to. And I don't, I don't really have solutions. I mean, we're talking so broadly here. We're speaking so generally here. The key, the key thing is to understand that there are different ways of being. There are different modes of being. That insight alone is, is quite a lot to swallow. That is really so difficult to underestimate. And to say that the way in which you do things doesn't have to be done that way is to say that there's a better way of doing things. And that might seem too broad. That might seem like there's too much to really go on in that. It's like, well, where do we start with that? It's too general. We need a technique. But the other thing that comes to mind is that, well, there's certain things that have to be done a certain way. There are certain things that can only be done with certain modes of being within you. And the sketchy chicken syndrome just destroys so much. It ruins so much. And it really does go beyond just, oh, I had a coffee and now I feel jittery and I don't have to work like that. It really goes even deeper than that because the rate in which you change your action and even also your mode of being is an indication of how sketchy you are, right? Because we can say, let's say we get you off coffee. You don't drink coffee. And we get you to meditate. And you have a great spiritual practice and you become very centered and calm. And you have sort of like a base, basic understanding of the meditative life, right? It's still possible within that to be changing directions quite often. It can have, you can have like multiple projects or different projects coming up or different psychologies or different rationales or different things happening within your mind that has actually grown out of proportion even with a basic sort of relaxation and meditative way of being. And really, there's, there's a scale. There's something that is in the far outliers. So if we put this into a scale, we say, okay, we've got on one hand, we've got the chicken, which is tapping in the window. And just, just next to the chicken is me <laughs> after I've had a coffee, right? <laughs> and then we come across to the middle of our scale and we've got someone who doesn't drink coffee and they know how to relax and they're quite clear-minded and sure they do change projects probably a little too often but they're generally quite good now further along we go to the very further 
other farthest, farthest end of the scale, we find the Zen master, right? We find that mystical guru or that Zen teacher or the the Qigong master, the grand master. And that person is, well, they are the same thing always. They're doing the same thing. They are being the same thing. They're really only working on one thing. They're really only doing one thing. And I imagine for that person, well, their ideas of being and doing and working on a project, well, they would conceptualize it very different to the way we are here today in this conversation. They might not think about it in that way. They might not talk about it in that way. I believe in so many ways it might be that their ideas of doing and being have collapsed and they see it all as one. And likewise, I can see that if they have that way of, or as they do have that way of being one thing, they are also many things. They are also allowing every moment to be as different as it really is. And every moment is different, right? Yeah? You've heard that. You know that. You can say that. It's so easy for anyone to say that. Every day is a new day, right? How many times have you heard that said? But to really live that, to really know that, that takes some seriously staggering awareness. It takes some amazingly beautiful consciousness to realize that. And of course, that's a beautiful thing. That's an incredible thing. To be born again every moment. What a life. That's like living thousands of lives. And in many ways, or at least in some ways, I can see how that the sketchy chicken syndrome is a sort of, it's a sort of, it's like it's a, 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 the fake version of that, right? Because who wouldn't want to live a thousand times? Well, we can maybe put that, <laughs> maybe we could put that in a different category of a question. <laughs> maybe some people wouldn't want to live a thousand times, <laughs> depending on, it depends on how the life is going, right? <laughs> It depends how the moment is, right? Let's just put it this way. Who wouldn't want to live more of life, have more of the juice of life, right? Maybe we can put it like that for the purposes of what we're trying to convey here. Now, the chicken, think of what think of what the chicken is doing. It's tapping against the window, and then it's looking to the side, and it's tapping the window again, and then looking over its shoulder... Now, within that, within those little frames of window, over the side, window, window again, over the shoulder, tapping the window, stomping the feet, looking over the shoulder, within that, there are differences, right? There's these little different angles. So, in a way, it looks like different things are happening. Now, for us, we're sitting back and we're seeing all the chickens been tapping at the window for days, right? 
We just see it's the same thing over and over again. You think, why can't that chicken just see that it doesn't have to be tapping the window? And yet for the chicken, it's got such a small, such a small brain, such a small attention span that it actually looks like it's the same or different things happening over and over again, right? Now that fits into our scale of where we are. That fits into the sensations of each day coming anew, each project being anew, each feeling being new, work becoming new, projects being interesting, and so on. And there's a trap in that. There's a trap in always having newness, always having something bright, something opening when it's really not, when it's really just a sketchy chicken syndrome happening. So there's no solutions for this. There's no really quick fix. It's like once, once you realize this, you say, okay, well, okay, I just have to work on my stuff. I just have to work on being grounded. I have to work on being relaxed. And it is a big step to even realize that those are higher values. It's a big step to realize that they are important, valuable things for so many reasons, for so many more than what I've said here today. For so many more reasons than what can really be explained in any sort of short conversation such as this. But at least now you've heard it. At least now you know at least now you're aware of it. And many things on the path simply need to be in you as an idea for some time to let them percolate towards your behaviors. Allow them to affect, well, what is it that you're actually going to do? What is it that you actually need to work out more of? What do you need to find more of? Well, you can start by quitting coffee and taking up a meditation practice. That's a good start. And it really is just one of those things like when you realize that, I mean, half the problem is that no, there's no one to here to tell you these things. Half the problem is that you don't see the people who have realized this and then changed and changed so dramatically. When you really see someone do this, when you really see someone pick up their life and really run with it in a positive direction, it's like, whoa, watch out. It's like, we need to get, like, I need some of that. Why can't I do that? That's that's where the action is at. That's where something is happening. I need to get on board with that. If they can do it, why can't I? What's stopping me? So those are some thoughts on the sketchy chicken syndrome. I hope it's not too sketchy. I mean, you can hear it. You can hear it in my voice, like the coherency of thoughts and ideas and how I'm articulating these images to you 
is an indication exactly of how much I am suffering right now from the sketchy chicken syndrome. And when I say suffering, that's, that's tricky. Because you can say, well, you don't sound like you're suffering. You sound like you're doing quite well. You sound like you are even enjoying it a bit. And that's another tricky one because suffering is one of those things like awareness and perception and the sketchy chicken syndrome, which is that it sits within the field of your phenomenon. It's almost like a mode of being. And how you know what it is qualitatively is only by contrast. So if you were to walk up to me right now and say, well, are you suffering from the sketchy chicken syndrome? I would say, yes, I can answer that in the affirmative. And the reason I can answer that is because I have the contrast of the opposite modes of being, the other modes of being. I know exactly what it's like to be grounded to be focused, to be perceptive and receptive, to be silent. To be calm, to be relaxed. And to be so many things that are modes of being that cannot be done when you're a sketchy chicken. And it is a kind of suffering. It's a kind of suffering that I'm well familiar to. And with it comes quite a lot of frustration, quite a lot of anger. And that kind of anger is actually a cut above being comfortable with a negative condition. It's not far above it, but it is above it. Because to be angry at your condition means something can be done about it. It means there is energy inside that can lead to the ability to change it. And that will never happen with someone who is comfortable in their suffering. The pig in filth doesn't want to change his condition. A sketchy chicken sitting on the window, in some ways, in many ways, has made peace with exactly how it is. And you can see how easily, how twisted things like being at peace and being comfortable can be. When you realize that the only way you know your mode of being is by contrast. So if I keep talking, I'll keep going in circles and <laughs> I'll just end up as I as I hope you can see, being that chicken. Today, 
today, if nothing else, <laughs> I've demonstrated what it's like for someone to talk. And I, and I mean, there are many conversations that we've had which can serve perfectly <laughs> as a demonstration of how how not to be in higher modes of being. <laughs> there are many examples that we've had. So here's another one for you. Here are some thoughts from today. And I better just stop talking because I'll, otherwise I'll keep on going all day long. So this has been Sketchy Chicken Syndrome. And there'll be a lot more to say which is related to this condition, this issue. So thanks very much for tuning in. And that's all I have to say for now.